She Can Talk, Art Podcast, Episode 1, Linda Sterling. Hi guys, welcome to She Can Talk. So this is our first actual episode. We did do a trailer, intro-y kind of episode, but if you missed that, I'll just give you a little bit of background about what we're doing. So She Can is going to be a creative coffee shop in Liverpool that will help bring female creatives into the limelight through art exhibitions, print fairs, that kind of thing. Um... Until we can open, three of us from the team are going to get together and discuss some of our favourite artists. So it'll be some famous, some up-and-coming, some independent, all with different and amazing work. So we are three generations of family. There's me, Jade, my mum, Julie, and my grandma, Shirley. And we all work in different mediums of art, and we all have very different tastes in artists. So for this episode, as it's the first one, I've decided to choose Liverpool-born feminist artist, Linda Sterling. I think it's probably actually pronounced Linda because it's ER at the end. But anyway, she goes by just Linda and her work is under Lindaism. So the style of work that she does has now been named after her, which is really cool. Um, she creates like photo montages and some performance art, focusing on fashion and pornography and questions of gender. And there's lots of feminist meanings behind her work. Fierce feminist, isn't she? Things are very forthright. Yeah, that's a good description, Grant. She is a fierce feminist. So I've picked her as first artist because being a feminist and born in Liverpool, she's quite fitting for our first She Can podcast. I was unfamiliar with her work until you... Um... Well, she was meant to be in Liverpool biennial this year, but it's been pushed back to next year now. Right. But that's how I heard about her. Ah, right. Yeah, I hadn't heard about her at all. I've got to be honest. Her work, when I first looked at it, it really reminded me of, what's that guy's name from like, you know, when the, the pop art culture was up, but he was in, Richard. he was the London scene. Is it Hamilton? Richard Hamilton. You know, you know the one where no, um, the I woman's do. hoovering and she's got a lampshade on her head. Oh, I do. Yes, 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 I do. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's a Muslim yeah. man in the picture. Do you know which one I mean? Yeah. It kind of reminded me a well, little bit of that. In um, something I read that she'd written, she said that he was one of her influences. Ah, right. Okay. So that, that'll be why it reminds you of it. Okay. <laughs> so she was born in Liverpool and she lived here for the first 10 years of her life. Which doesn't sound like very long, but she says she was heavily influenced by it. Um, She was born in 1954, I think. So it probably was quite cool to live in a big city in the 50s and 60s. What year were you born, Gran? I was 49. She's sort of more my sister's age. Her her sort of um, thing will have been the 70s, where my thing was the 60s, something like that, probably, yeah. That's cool, though. Um, so she lived in Liverpool for the first 10 years. And then she, she said that she was, like, living in Liverpool at that time was really cool because there was loads of, like, protest marches and women's marches and things like that. And she said everything was just really loud and fashionable and pop music was just starting to be a thing. And Yeah, quite a cool time to yeah. be around, I guess. Um, and then when she was 10 her family moved to, like, this really little mining village and she said that was just, like, such a culture shock. Because mm. Complete contrast to what she'd been used to. She'd had this big, vibrant city. Yeah. To then this tiny little town. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, you know, Liverpool has always been very multicultural, so it will have been a real cultural leap to be there and then going to a little mining village. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably, like, going back. 20 years or yeah. something, wasn't it? Definitely, yes. But she, I think she was quite um, influenced um, by punk rock and things like that. Which, yeah, you can see that in her work, can't you? Yeah. Well, she created a piece um, for the Buzzcocks, didn't she? That's right, she did, for their sleeve, yeah. Which is quite cool. And apparently she was um, 
friends with like Morrissey and Wow. I think I think they were best friends. Were they? Yeah. I, I quite like the fact that um she cuts her the all her collages by hand using a scalpel and glue. Rather than you know, there's a lot of modern artists um use the computer. Yeah. Everything's just Photoshop now, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite nice that, it, that her stuff was. Although it isn't really her collages that that's um, attracted me. I uh, really like most of all, I suppose, because I, I love textiles. Um, I was drawn to the carpet that she produced. Oh, the rug. I haven't seen that. It's called Diagram of Love, Marriage of Eyes. I just thought it was amazing. I, I really like that piece. Is this a collage then or is it is it an actual rug? No, no it's an actual rug but it's a massive rug. It's more like a carpet than a rug. She designed it, didn't she? And then she sent away and got someone to make it for her. Some Scottish in, Scot- in Scotland, some rug makers in Scotland made it. So in case anyone listening hasn't seen it, it's this massive rug in like blues and purples, pinks and browns, really like deep, rich colours with big leafy patterns and then these huge blue eyes all over it. So what's the idea behind it then? Okay, well, um, she was staying at a, a flat in London that had been owned by an old lady and was kept and preserved as it was for artists to use. And the carpeting in the flat was all 60s and 70s. And this really captivated her because her mother has Alzheimer's and her mother is stuck in 1974. So everything relates to that. So being in that flat, she felt that she was almost like in the same place as her mother. She could connect um, that 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 whole idea of this rug came from that. So if you you've got twirls of the psychedelic print, which was all very seventies. Seventies was very psychedelic, and I just love all those striking colours. And then she's got really striking blue eyes embroidered onto the rug. There's thirteen of them, and it's really quite funny. They remind me of the book that my sister sent me in the seventies, which was titled something like. Blue eyeshadow should be banned because these eyes are sort of very glam rock and pop art and in a way quite trashy with this massive blue eyeshadow on them. Was that book from Jan, Gran? It was from Jan, yes. I might um, ask Jan if she wants to come on and talk with us one day because she's a feminist, isn't she? And I think she'd, um, she'd quite like to talk about some cool artists. The book was very much about feminism and how, you know, women are perceived and how blue eyeshadow should be banned because of this. <laughs> and this this fits in very well with, with the glam rock type look that that's had. So I, th- I just think it's quite amazing. It's- Looking at it, it's kind of got, it's kind of got order to it because you've got that spiral and you've got the eyes above the patterns, but it's also complete yes. chaos, which yes. I guess probably represents how a mother would feel yeah. maybe. Yes, quite. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, but disturbing as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Well, those the the piercing eyes really do sort of hit you. You know, you can't miss them, can you? <laughs> Not with thirteen of them. <laughs> I really like that. I'd have that in my house. Would you? Yeah. Would you have it in your house, Mum? <sighs> I love it, but I don't know. I, don't, I honestly can't say. I, think it I've got I, I do actually love the piece, and I would love to be able to actually touch it. You know, this is the thing. It's something that I think, kind of knowing what it's about, really, really makes it special, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I said I'd love to be able to go and touch it, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, well, you wouldn't be allowed to touch it, would you? <laughs> but it'd be one of those ones in a museum that's really tempting, isn't it? Yeah. To... 
But I don't know whether it will be put on a wall or it'll be left on the floor. I'm not sure what you'd want to do with it, you know. It, uh, but if it's really as big and it sounds as though it's massive, then it'd have to be on the floor and you'd have to look over it, I think. Yeah. But that, that was my favourite piece of hers. I, I think... Um, I can see why you like that one. I know artists before have done collage and things like that, but I said hers stands out because it's very feminist. Um, but also there's like the, the performances of hers are very confrontational as well, you know, and um, I think they certainly make you stop and think, which is what art is all about, isn't it? Of course. Is there anything else you want to say? So for the biennial, she's creating a site-specific piece. Wow, that'll be interesting to see. Um... Oh, should we all take a trip together then? Oh, that's a great idea. I'd love that. Right, that's a date then. Okay. We'll all get together. <laughs> okay. So I think that's pretty much it for Linda Sterling. Um, to sum up, she's cool, she's feminist. <laughs> so next time, Mum, it will be your turn to choose an artist. Oh, yes. Do you already know who you're going to I do. Who I'm going to do Jean Shin. Jean Shin. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, do you know who Jean Shin oh, is, Mum? Yes, I love her Okay, great. So listen again next time to hear our very amateur opinion of Jean Shin and her artwork. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.